You have noticed, uh, no doubt, that several things are a little different on Palm Sunday, and several things will be different as we proceed through Holy Week. Um, We enter into that time in the church's worship when we call upon some of the oldest prayers and rituals in the Christian tradition. And so some of the ways that we pray um, come before a congregation would say a creed on Sundays. So you'll notice there's no Nicene Creed. Um, That's an early warning to the person who's leading our prayers in a little bit. (laughs) You'll also notice that today there are two Gospels. Um, There's the one we just heard, which is often called the Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's called the Passion from the Latin Passionum, which has to do with with suffering. This is the account of Jesus' suffering or enduring the last hours, the last day or so of his life on this earth. In some ways, it gives us an overview of the whole week of Holy Week. It, It allows us to begin to think about the activities of Good Friday, what that must have been like uh, for the people involved, for the friends of Jesus, for his mother, Mary, for Jesus himself. We know the ending, of course. We know that even though it may feel like Good Friday, Easter is coming. And so as people of the resurrection, as people of the living Lord Jesus, we don't pretend that he didn't raise from the dead. But nevertheless, we enter into this week again, um, allowing the the dark places in our life to get a little bit of light, um, allowing the the cave-like places where we may be spending time to, to be exposed to the fresh air of Christ. That first gospel, the one we began with before we blessed the palms, is, is nicknamed appropriately the palm gospel. And it can almost go by without really listening. You know, it, it sets the stage. It, it, it recounts the scene as people are, are coming into Jerusalem with Jesus for this week of weeks. But particularly in that palm gospel this year, there's a phrase that has been kind of jumping out at me. I'm sure it's been there every time I've read or heard that gospel, but I've I've noticed it in a different way this year. The detail I'm talking about is is a little phrase. Um, Matthew's telling of the story has Jesus entering Jerusalem on a donkey or depending on Matthew's uh, bad translation from Zechariah, Matthew isn't sure whether it's one donkey or two. And that's why it's a little unclear when the Hebrew comes into the Greek and then comes into the English. But however it is Jesus gets into Jerusalem, um, a donkey is involved. And so there's that part. There's the people who are so excited that they want to show courtesy and honor to Jesus. And so they they take off their outer garments and put them on the ground for Jesus to pass over. And they, they pull branches off trees. Again, people dedicate their scholarly career to determining whether they were olive branches or palm branches or something else. We don't know. But nevertheless... They began to approach Jerusalem, going up that hill into the gates of the city. And Matthew adds this detail. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed 
We're shouting Hosanna to the son of David. We, I've always thought about that Hosanna to the son of David, and I'm usually thinking, well, what will the choir sing, and is it something I know, and where do we sing along? And so I miss the words that go before. But notice that again, the crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting I don't for a minute think that St. Matthew meant to make a big deal out of this one little phrase in a sentence, but I find it helpful. I find it helpful, especially on this side of Holy Week. I find it helpful as someone who struggles to follow Jesus day after day. I find it helpful to hear that some go ahead and some follow, but all are welcome. If we picture that great procession into Jerusalem and and were to imagine it representing the whole life of faith, it's comforting to me to know that no matter what my pace, whether I'm paying attention or not, whether I'm strong in body, mind, or spirit, or weak in one area or all, there's a place for me in that procession. And there's encouragement on every side. Often we hear the the life of faith referred to as a walk with Christ. I have a somewhat more evangelical friend from college, and whenever he greets me, he'll he'll sort of say hello and give me a big hug and say, how's your walk with Christ? (laughs) And I often try to trip him up by saying, well, I don't know, I'm sort of tripping along, or I fell in the ditch today, or or something like that. But actually, I'm being honest (laughs) Because I don't know about you, but for me, it's very few days where I feel like I'm actually walking with Christ. Um, Sometimes I'm way ahead. Often I'm way ahead. I'm like a four-year-old with a two-year-old's attention span. And I'm, I'm running ahead to whatever I think might be God's plan or God's will or God's best idea. And so off I run, planning and and creating and doing and and getting other people involved. And and then I stop and think, oh, wait, God, is this where you want me to be? (laughs) I'm often way ahead. Other times, that's not the problem. It's the opposite problem. I'm, I'm lagging behind. I'm like, again, a little child that can't quite keep up. Maybe everybody else is moving too fast. Um, Maybe I get distracted by something, often something perfectly good and worthy of my attention. Sometimes the procession of faith feels like it's so far ahead, I don't even recognize it anymore. And I'm not quite sure where I fit in or if I belong or do they know I'm lagging behind? Do they care? The farther back I am, like anything, the farther cut off I am from Christ. And I have a a fading memory of what he looks like and what he sounds like and how he wants to help me make the distance. This entry into Jerusalem of Jesus and his friends and followers includes everybody, those who go ahead and those who follow behind. And I think the invitation to Holy Week for us is a lot like that. We're welcome to move forward to God. We're invited to move toward God at our own pace. 
whether it's fast and out front or whether it's slower and more cautious, this entry into Jerusalem, this story, this narrative, this passion of our Lord Jesus Christ is is so rich and so true that it includes all of us at one level or another, whomever we may be. Because to follow Christ is the way and the truth and the life. It embraces everyone. Our following Jesus, our relationship with him, may seem like it ends at the cross. In fact, it sounds like it if we only listened to today's gospel. Good Friday especially gives us a time to pause there, to to meditate there, to to contemplate how at the cross, in the cross, because of the cross, death itself is refocused. It takes on a different meaning. It loses its power. To approach the cross and to draw power from Christ on the cross, then we become ready to be raised with him in the resurrection, the big resurrection and all the little ones along the way. It's a full week ahead, and I hope you can join us for some of the liturgies, the times of prayer or quiet that the church offers, whether this church or some other church. But if not, I encourage you to take a few minutes wherever you are. Take five minutes or ten minutes or thirty or an afternoon. Sit in the sun. Take your prayer book. Listen to music, walk outside, help someone, volunteer in some new way, write a note. Maybe you feel like uh, Lent has passed you by and you're lagging behind and you need to catch up in some way. Well, then do whatever it is you need to do to catch up. Maybe take today's service leaflet and read the gospel again at some point in the week or or pray the prayers again or, or meditate on the psalm. Who knows what it might be? Maybe you've had a good and holy and rich Lent and you've given up things or taken on new disciplines and you're ready for Easter. Well, have mercy on the rest of us and say a prayer. (laughs) We'll catch up by Easter Day. And maybe it's a good chance for you to slow down and say thank you to God for the season that it's been and the season that it is. Allow a little quiet into your heart so that you can feel all the more deeply the mysteries that abound. The church invites us all this week to enter Jerusalem and to go into the upper room for the Last Supper, to walk alongside Jesus to the cross on Good Friday, and then at the Easter Vigil to begin to proclaim the light of Christ that has never, ever gone out and in fact continues to grow until it will fill the world. Way back in the 8th century, uh, the Bishop Andrew of Crete encouraged his faithful to, to go together to meet Christ on the Mount of Olives. He wrote, Let us spread before Christ's feet not garments or soulless branches, but let us spread ourselves clothed in his grace. Let our souls take the place of the welcoming branches as we join today in the children's holy song. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. 
May the God of love bless us this week and always as we seek to be faithful friends and followers of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.